Hey, Mostly Soccer Podcast listener. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today is December 12th. It's a Wednesday, and that means the Champions League was just on. But my name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Streams. Jimmy Streams? Jimmy Streams, because streams the only what? way I can watch the Champions League is through means of illegal streams. Wow. You are a little snake. I've outed myself. You, uh, <laughs> you're not getting on that Bleacher Report live? Yeah, I... Jimmy, I thought you were going to be something else today. What do you think I was? Jimmy Penguins. Jimmy Penguins. I I, I, I need was going to take a photo say Jimmy Penguins. Please let me take a photo of you. But I only thought that you Go would ahead, understand. Put your head down. Put your head down. I'm going to take a photo of you. Yep, with a revival beer right there. That's beautiful. That's going to yes. be the uh, the art for Twitter and <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Yeah, so I have a little penguin out today. I was going to be Jimmy Penguin, but no one would understand but you. Well, yeah, well now, now everyone will understand. Yes. You got a little penguin hat on. Yes. You look very cute. Oh, and you, you have penguin pants on. I do have penguin pants on as well. Do I you love have penguins. a top? No. Little known fact. Penguins, yeah. my favorite animal. Really? Over like a dog? Over any animal. Really? Penguins. Love That's them. That's interesting. If I could have penguins as pets. Ever since I read Mr. Popper's <clears throat> Penguins as a child, <laughs> I've always wanted penguins. I'm a big duck fan myself. You're, yeah, you are a duck guy. I love the little I remember, quackers. If you remember, when we worked at One Financial, oh, yeah. we used to go and we feed, just see the go ducks. watch the ducks, watch the homeless <laughs> people feed the ducks. Just what watch the them fuck is around. wrong with us? That's what we used to do at your old job, yes, Jimmy. That was all we could do for fun. Just oh go watch God. the ducks. We used to walk around Providence and feed ducks and watch them although those are good times yes. but now jimmy we're we're adults yes i just got an actual job mikey big boy pants. oh my god i know last episode i referenced the interview and and i it already heard out. back and uh the mostly soccer fan base will be happy to know that i got the job yeah. so making moves over here seriously soccer yeah both stepping up in the world i know we were both uh moderately employed yes uh and now we're full-time chumps as of the new year, I yeah. will be at least. New Year's, so that's kind of what I'm looking yeah. at as well. Well, I'm working now, but uh, I have to earn my keep for a month. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about this hour drive that I'm going to have ahead of me every day, but I think I'll be fine. Hey, you just got to listen to podcasts. Like yeah, exactly. The Mostly Soccer Podcast. I know. That's what I did on the way up, and I enjoyed it, but... I don't know. It was an eventful week weekend. Yes. Um, yeah, we have a lot to cover. A lot of it we can breeze through, and we're going to try to do that. I do have one thing to say, though. Oh, what do you got? A story? Story yeah, time? Yeah, a little story. Oh, Just, I love story A very story short time. story. You know I always have a good story. Uh, oh, time, I, is this got <laughs> some wheels? Does yeah. this story have wheels? It does. The wheels are turning. Uh, so, what was it? Saturday? No, Sunday morning, we woke up to all four of my mother's tires being missing on our car and the car sitting on milk crates. How wonderful is that, Jimmy? That is beautiful. Why do we get robbed so much? I was going to say, I don't know anyone who gets robbed who gets as much robbed as us. Except you. Is it, well, you get burgled, I guess. Burgled? I, I, I was, so I was watching Ant-Man this weekend Yeah. via streams. Uh, you are a little I, shyster. And actually, I learned the difference between burglary and robbery. Robbery, robbery? includes intimidation. Oh, you know, violence! Burglary is just simply stealing something. Then we were burgled. <laughs> so you were burgled. Yeah, we are frequently burgled. Yes, and I don't understand it. We just—it's always happening. And I think no family I, in the world. I think is, it's an inside job. It, I At think this it point, is it has because to be. no family in the world is more equipped than mine. Yes, to exactly. stop burglary. We have 
Oh, weapons. We have strength. We have cameras. It's a compound. For those who don't it's know, literally this a is a compound. compound. This and is not a normal house. This is in multiple houses in the same plot. And for God's sakes, we can't compound. defend it. We can't defend the compound. <laughs> no. Bikes are getting stolen. Yes. Uh, wheels. Everything is stolen I all think, the time. And, and we had this suggested to you is you need a night's watch. Yeah, <laughs> we have enough people there that you we need, can build a guard tower and we can uh, yes. staff it. You throughout need the, the wall. Night. You need to stand on top of the wall uh, and keep it safe. Notch arrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy. We have a lot on the docket yes. today. No more bullshit. Let's get down to business. Right. Well, let's keep it. We're gonna start off. We're gonna keep it very American. Okay. And we got some news about some Americans. We got Josh Sargent, eighteen-year-old phenom, Verda Bremen. Finally gets on the bench. And what does he do, Michael? He scores in two seconds into his debut or his first touch, something like that. His first touch. It was his first touch, which was with his head. His big ginger head. And he puts it right into the goal. And fastest debut goal ever for Verda Bremen. So congrats. That might be uh, the greatest American goal of all time. Agree or disagree? Uh, Oh, agree for sure. (laughs) As he was already in the goal. If he ever missed that, they would have fired him on the spot. Yeah, exactly. But... (laughs) Very happy for him. Good to see young Americans out there challenging themselves in Europe. That's what yes. I want to see. And I know it can be difficult because the system's all types of screwed up here to get there. But Josh Sargent played it smart, didn't sign with an MLS team, went right over to Europe, which I know is not a great thing as we try to build MLS. But, you know, you got to work around it right now. So with that, we can talk about someone who is in MLS, but not for much longer. My new friend, my new best friend, Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen, yes. Uh, Manchester City's Zach Steffen. Yeah, I I was kind of shocked at this, Jimmy, that they're taking a chance on this kid and, and potentially being the backup goalie now, right? Yes, it looks, from what it sounds like, the idea is for him to be the backup keeper starting next season. Um, Claudio Bravo, I believe, is out of contract. Also, tore, ruptures Achilles this year, so he's it was Achilles or ACL. He's been gone all season. Um, Murich, the youngster, has been the backup, but it looks like the idea, as long as they can get a work permit for Stefan, will be for Stefan to be the primary backup to Ederson, which is surprising to me. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I love seeing an American play for City, and I think if he is the main backup, he will play because yeah. uh, he'll play cup games. City have a lot of matches and a lot of competitions he will play, but at the same time, I am actually a big fan of Zach Stefan. I rate him quite highly. Um, I don't know if being a backup is always the best move. I think if you're on Manchester City and you're training with those guys, I think you'll probably have enough experience as well as the cup games. Mm -hmm. Uh, City have so many fixtures, like you just said, that I think he'll get enough playing time. Yeah, it's just the the thing that worries me is I look at, because we talked about this person, and I think we've got to continue to talk about them, is our main man, Begovic, at Bournemouth now, who was a fantastic goalkeeper, went to Chelsea, sat the pine for a lot of time mm-hmm. and no longer looks like the keeper he was. Now, he's a lot older. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. He he's, is older, he's getting up there now. But I, so that worries me just a little bit in terms of, I think, in the U.S., I think finally is, in terms of goalkeepers, they have him as well as Horvath, who plays, at, I believe it's Bruges, Club Bruges. Club Bruges. Who, actually, I think he kept a clean sheet in the Champions League, not this last set of fixtures, but the previous. So he's mm-hmm. looking like another great goalkeeper as well. So, you know, it's good to have competition, but I just hope that I do hope that this works out and Stefan gets some game time. Yeah. But I'm happy to see an American make the move to City. 
most expensive goalkeeper ever from MLS. So congratulations to the Columbus crew and Zach Steffen. It'll be better when Pulisic comes and joins Arsenal over the summer. <laughs> That'll be a bigger <laughs> be American signing to the Premier League. And we're not done with the American news. Keep we it got a going, coach. Baby. We finally have a coach. The coach yeah. who's been everyone in the world has known is going to be the coach for like six months. They finally made it official. Greg Beerhalter. Mm-hmm. Columbus Crew again. I uh, How do you feel? I want to see your thoughts on this. Um, I have what I would say mixed emotions on this. I think there is something to be said about having a coach that understands the unique, I'll say, U.S. system. Yep. And understands the MLS, which helps because a lot of the player pool does come from MLS at this time. Um, and from everything I've read and listened to about Beerhalter, he does seem to be a pretty tactical, astute coach played as a player in Europe. He had a distinguished career. I think he is could be the right man for the job. I'm not going to jump and say he definitely is. Mm-hmm. We need to see it. But my main thing, and I, I want to hear your take on this, but for me, and I think I tweeted this before, was what I want to see from the U.S. manager is just set the team up to win no matter what that style is. I really don't care about style yep. when it comes to international soccer because that's not important it's about getting results you do not have the time with the players you're not there all year like club teams where style of play really matters i look at portugal winning the euros mm-hmm. in 2016 and they won and ugly. they were horrible yes. and to watch it was not pretty at all i don't even think they were that good of a team and they pulled it off. I think that's maybe why sometimes international comes down to raw talent too on the field because coaches don't have enough time to work with the mm-hmm. players and players and that don't is have true. enough time yeah. to learn the system. But I think it comes down to talent and setting the team up to win. Setting them up for the best results based on what the players are. Yeah. And that's all I want. I don't want a manager who comes and saying we have to play this style and then tries to make it work. Obviously, each manager has a style, but just set the team up to win. And also, pick the players who deserve to be there for whatever deserve means. It doesn't necessarily mean people who are starting everywhere. Having longevity in the U.S. team. Exactly. I don't want that. I don't want someone just because they've been picked 50 times Mm -hmm. before gets picked. And I don't want someone... I want people who make sense to be there. If Zach Steffen being the backup at Man City should not hold him back from being there because he's not starting yeah. every game. Because for me, being the backup at Man City is more important than starting games in MLS. I know some people may not like that, but that's my opinion. So I think that just set the team up to win. Pick the players who help you do that. You know what I think is the best thing for the U.S. men's team and Greg Berhalter? To not start any bald midfielders. <laughs> no bald midfielders with the last name Bradley. <laughs> If you're gonna do that, like and then you start. Specific thing. Well, no, this is this this applies to everyone. And so also, you if you're gonna like if you're people. gonna start anyone with the last name Altador, I don't want you in the job. And if you can avoid those two things, <laughs> then I think the U.S. men's national team will improve because those people. No, I mean uh, not people, not to single out anyone, but those uh, two issues are really anchors to the U.S. men's national team. And I think just having a coach is. I mean, finally, yes, finally. Uh, finally is a good thing. But would I have liked to see someone not from MLS, maybe a coach with more experience, mm-hmm. more cool. um, European experience? Yeah, but I mean, we're the U.S. men's national team, Jimmy, and we get what we get. Yeah, I think the thing that upsets a lot of people is that, and we'll roll into this in a second, so this is going to be a nice transition, is the fact that it doesn't look like they interviewed Tata Martino. 
who I think if you yes. ask anybody who kind watches MLS crazy. or anybody who's at all kind of follows U.S. soccer, that should have been your first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, what he's done with Atlanta, which congratulations to Atlanta for yes. winning MLS Cup, um, has been amazing. And to rub salt in the wound, it does look like he will be the new Mexico manager. Really? Yes. Wow. So that looks like that's going to happen. And I am a little worried about that because I think he's an excellent manager. Obviously, you don't get to coach Barcelona and Argentina and Paraguay without, you know, having knowing what you're doing. Yep. So good for him. I just don't know what it is with like the MLS coaches continuously getting the job. I mean, we've seen how it's worked out before, and it really hasn't worked very well considering we missed out on the last World Cup. Yeah. Uh, granted, Bruce Arena is a complete buffoon. Yeah, uh, Bruce, should never Bruce have been Arena any coaching job anyway. Ruined what he had a nice legacy before that, and he ruined it the way I think I he ruined so. it more even after the fact with the way he refused to take responsibility for it was what bothered me. But he's a despicable yes, little man. But let's move past <laughs> that. We said we were going to talk about MLS Cup. I have to say, I watched MLS Cup. First of all, Atlanta, you are Atlanta United is everything I think everyone hopes from MLS. To be an expansion team your second year in the league, to win MLS, to do it in the style you did, with the style of play, the level of play, which was excellent, um, and with the support. To all the people of Atlanta, you guys are awesome. Yeah, seriously. Seeing that, and seeing that crowd, which I know has been all over Twitter and everywhere, this is what this sport needs to become in this country for us to finally grow and develop as a nation with it. And... It just makes me proud to see that. Um, and seeing people, I saw a lot of tweets from people who are Atlanta United fans basically saying, like, I hated the sport forever. Mm-hmm. Finally gave it a try, and now I love it. And that's something I personally went through at a previous time of being like, look, it's just ingrained in so many people it that oh, it's, it's not a good sport. Oh, it's soft and all that. And I think, you know, seeing. The change that they made there and what they've been able to accomplish. I hope more teams do that. MLS continues to grow, continues to add teams. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep growing. Let's do that. Maybe uh, if MLS keeps going the way it is in Atlanta, we can incorporate some MLS input in our show, Jimmy. Yes. I I mean, I would love to. I would love for it to happen. Me and you, I think, will be first to admit we're not experts on MLS. We don't know that much. We haven't watched it that much. Mm -hmm. I would love to do it more. I do believe when people say, like, you need to support local teams, and that helps grow it. I completely agree. But I think the league needs to grow with the fan base. It needs to to go hand-in-hand. And U.S. soccer over the last year has kind of, you know, hasn't exactly made people want to (laughs) – attracted people inward yeah so i think we need to work on that agreed so i think now we can move abroad we can move abroad to the european football yes we're going to do our uh speed through the champions league we are so i think you have a little bit to talk about specific matches i was not able to watch many of it live i did see most of the highlights Mm -hmm. did see the second half of the city game which um was one of the most open games I think I've ever seen. Uh, no one was playing defense for either team. Uh, Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling were running rapid. And Reese Nelson, your boy, mm. looks like a young Raheem Sterling. Yes, he's very he, he very That's talented. who he, watching him play in this game, and it's not the same, believe me, nobody runs. Nobody runs like, like that. <laughs> but the way he runs on the ball and the movement he has, yes. 
is Sterling-esque. Super and I would fast, be very skillful. excited about that if you're an Arsenal fan. I can't wait till he returns but let's in the summer. Take it away, Michael. But um, not much to say about these Champions League fixtures. I think uh, after I run through these, Jimmy's is just going to tell us who got through from these groups. But two major takeaways from yesterday was Barcelona uh, tying Tottenham at home 1-1 and Liverpool beating Napoli 1-0 to both secure their places in the round of 16 after uh, maybe having a very scary time period where both teams seemed like they were going to miss the round of 16. And credit to Tottenham. Uh, I got to watch that game because it was not on Bleacher Report Live. We have to talk about that, too. What? We have to talk about Steve Nash and Stuart Hall. Oh, oh yes. I was getting there. Um, <laughs> Barcelona put out their B team. Uh, they included Lionel Messi later. And Tottenham found a late goal. Harry Kane to Lucas Moura. Tottenham were uh, arguably the better team uh, after the first 10 minutes when Dembele scored a great goal. And they deserved it. Steve Nash and Stu Holding literally sounded like they were talking out of tin cans that whole game. They sounded like Borat. Hello? Hello? And, um, and I think a very poor decision to put Steve Nash in the booth as a diehard Tottenham fan. Yeah. I mean, skip it that game. Here's the thing. Here's here's my feeling. And again, I didn't get to really listen to the game, but I've heard a lot about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've seen Steve Nash even talk when they cut to him in halftime games before. Steve Nash is a fan. He is fully a fan. I yeah. don't think it makes sense to put him at that game. If they wanted to do this, they should have done a, done a neutral game yes, that had nothing agreed. related to Tottenham because he clearly was biased. <laughs> Wait, he celebrated the goal. So yeah, Lucas Moore put the goal. He went, yes! Yeah, like, it, it was just like okay. it was a, it was weird. The whole Steve Nash thing is kind of weird. I don't mind and it. And that's the thing is there's no reason for him not to be able to do it. Yeah. Because who are we to be able to talk exactly. about these games right now? <laughs> so why can't he do it? it? His history doesn't matter. He's a fan now. He's someone working. I don't have an issue with that. But the professionalism to put was both of them in the game a is a little off. It's just a little odd. I think the whole um, Bleacher Report thing is yeah, uh, not I, my I mean, favorite. And obviously they got to work through the kinks. Yeah. Um, with turn, I think so Stu Holden's okay. I know you, you're a big fan of Stu Holden. I like a... Stu. Here, all right, here's the thing. I, I, I am a big fan of him, the person. Yeah. And in terms of what he, I think he has a lot of good things that he brings to the table. Some lately, some of his takes in games and some mm-hmm. of his style has not been necessarily my cup of tea. But um, so I'm a little more torn than I was originally. I- it's just the whole, I don't know, the champ, And it's, I could not stand so weird what Fox to have did the with Champions the Champions League, League either. It, it, it kind of bothers me that we just can't I, get a I good. Think we're Can we get spoiled. NBC to please buy this? Please. <laughs> we're spoiled the by uh, the Arlo Whites of the world. And yes. Even Lee Dixon's a very good commentator. Yes, yes he is. I, I like Lee Dixon. Grim Lasso. But, yes. but um, anyways, Inter Milan and Napoli really, really shit the bed. Not mm-hmm. so much Napoli. Um, I think Napoli's, a, yes, Napoli. Liverpool is a Napoli very tough got game smoke, at home. They got smoked, though. They they they, they lost one zero. Yeah, but it should have been. If Sadio Mane knew how to score a goal <laughs> in that game, it would have been four. He blew literally two tappins. Um, I saw that, and but, not. I I just I expected more from Napoli. I think that's why I'm a little mad, and because of other reasons. Because <laughs> you hate Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> but. Inter Milan, that was just disappointing on your end. You literally had one job, and you had the easiest matchup of the group, mm-hmm. and you you really blew it. And you don't yep. deserve to be there if you can't beat PSV. I'm sorry. PSV is a good team, but you don't deserve to be there, quite yep. frankly. I agree. Um, 
So congratulations to Liverpool, Tottenham, Manchester City, uh, Manchester United, all four English teams in the Champions League. Second straight year, I believe. Yes, they, they went all through. went through. So you uh, want me to jump into to who else went through? Yeah, but one quick oh, hit one before we do it. Uh, Manchester United lose to Valencia today. Yes. And just to Phil Jones' own goal. It's just classic Phil Jones, <laughs> yes. comedic defending. But go on, Jimmy. Yeah. Tell us who got through. So we have Group A was won by BVB. With Atletico Madrid in second. So mm-hmm. two good teams going through. I think that Atletico Madrid, uh, Madrid Atletico Madrid second is going to kind of maybe shake the boots of a little bit of some of the teams they went through first because mm-hmm. they don't want to draw them, including my team. Um, not to sound like Steve Nash. But uh, Group <laughs> B, Barcelona and Tottenham through. Barcelona won the group. Um, group C, PSG won the group, but Liverpool through in second. Group D, which I would call the... Weakest of the groups. Porto in first through Schalke in second. Group E, Bayern through with Ajax in second. Uh, If you're Benfica, really kind of disappointed in yourself that you didn't get through here. And it wasn't close. You finished five points behind Ajax. Group F, City through in Lyon second. Lyon uh, almost blew this today and almost lost to Schalke, which would have given Schalke through. Mm -hmm. But... Congratulations to Lyon. I think they are a really good team. And if I am one of the first place teams, I don't want to play them either because they are they are scary. When they turn it on, they can be scary. Uh, Group G, Roma, and Real Madrid through Real Madrid first. And Real Madrid. Got smoked today. <laughs> Zero to three. CSK and Moscow. Yeah. Uh, but moving on from there, Jimmy. Yeah, wait, last group Juventus and United. Oh, shit. I forgot. So, there you go. There's your round of 16. I believe the draw is Friday. Jimmy, what's your final? What's your Champions League final? Go. Did you change it? I've st- I'm have i going to stick with what I said at the beginning of the year. What'd you say, City, I said PSG? PSG. I said the Oil Royal. The Oil PSG Royal. PSG and Man City final. Hmm. The football leaks dream dare scenario. I say, dare I say, uh, I'm still going to back Atletico Madrid to win it. So I'm going to put them there. And I'm also going to put, I don't know how the brackets work, so I don't know if this is possible. No, there's no, I don't think there's a bracket. It's good. all a draw. Good, good. BVB. Ooh. Dortmund is flying right so now. So Dortmund Atletico, they're going to meet back up after they were in the group. That would be interesting. That's my prediction, a bold one. I think I would say, I think uh, we should say that kind of surprising, neither one of us have who I would say is the, the favorite. neutral favorite Juventus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the Cristiano factor. The thing is this, and we know you're not a Cristiano guy, but when it comes to the Champions League, nobody... Turns I prefer it on Leo quite. Messi. I no, prefer but Leo in the Messi. Champions League, no one him. turns it on quite like Cristiano. I don't know. When I he sees we'll those see. bright lights, he does get quite excited. I guess we will see. Yes. But, Jimmy, before we get into the games, we need to take a break. Yes, we and do. And we need to thank our sponsors at Revival Brewing Company, Jimmy. We have been blessed by these great people at Revival, giving us free beers, Jimmy. Free beverages of delicious and bubbles. And not just free beer. Free great beer. Excellent beer. Even for the neutral. Even for a neutral like myself. Not a big bear man. And yet, I, I gotta say, I love it. And they're coming out with new flavors, Jimmy. I don't know if you've been following their social oh. media. They got some some sour bear flavor coming out that looks delicious. I'm gonna have to go pick I, up I got a, a question bit. for you, Michael. Yes. Where would you be able to try those new flavors? Well, let me tell you, Jimmy. You'd be able to try those flavors at 505 Atwood Ave in Cranston, Rhode Island. In a zip code, 02920. But the most important thing that we want to mention here today, Jimmy is the tasting room at Revival yes. Brewing Company. If you haven't been to the tasting room, it's right in the back of Brutopia. And basically, Brutopia is uh, Revival's 
partner in uh, providing delicious beer and also food. But the I've tasting been. room, the Quite tasting good. room is a bit of a secret. And I found this out when I went to go pick up the beer. You walk in a little back room downstairs, you head down, you look around. There's an arcade. I, I And not only is there an arcade, Jimmy, there's a full bar. How can you beat that? But it doesn't make any sense it's because right behind it, secret. that's where they're making the beer. They're packaging the beer. That's how you know it's fresh. As you would say, Jimmy, you get to see how the sausage is made. Yes, of course. But yes. in this case, I you forgot get to... <laughs> we, had, we taught you that expression before. Yes. But uh, yes. You get to see how the beer is made. Um, so thank you to Revival Brewing Company. This week, my favorite was the India Pale Ale. It comes in a red can, and it was a tasty little treat. You know what? I might have to try that after the show. Mm, and I, I would, would say, recommend. please, go check go check the tasting room out. Let them know that you got there from us. Let them know that's where you heard of it. Say the Mostly Soccer Boy sent yes. you. And check them out on Instagram and Twitter at Revival Brewing Co. So thank you to Revival. But thank Jimmy. Thank you very much. Why'd you just do the Elvis? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I think it's because I keep seeing that Elvis commercial. Oh, the you know iPhone the with, Elvis commercial? Yes, with all the different Elvis. That was actually good. I it's was... a great. I have to say, Apple, they hit the holiday commercials out. I still watch that Frankenstein commercial. Frankenstein The commercial. Frankenstein one when he walks to the town and starts singing the holiday so- song. You're he freak. puts a little, yeah. the little <laughs> lights know, in his exactly ears. Oh, I love about. that commercial. But, but that's neither here nor there. That is neither here nor there. Let's get into the Premier League weekend, Jimmy. Yes. And we had some interesting results, to say we the did. least. But let's get started at Leicester, nil. Yes. Spurs, two. Tottenham stroll into Leicester City. And uh, on the back of Sun Hung Ming, they yeah. dismantled them. This was this was pure Sinaldo. It that really was, was. That was true Sinaldo. And he is hot right now. He's very hot. Very hot in the streets. He, um... He takes over games when he's not flopping at the Emirates. <laughs> he does have the ability to take over games. Yeah. Making up for what I would say is a cold Harry Kane. Not at his um, best Harry Kane right Yeah, now. not at his best. Yes. I wouldn't say particularly cold, but, but to his yes. standards, and I would say yes. Sonia Ming- and Deli Ali as well turning it on lately with yes. the goals. Um, Very big that Deli's so, come back. Ta- I had to say Tottenham, under the radar, in third. Really having a great season, 36 points. It's always Tottenham are doing well, but they're never doing anything spectacular. Well, I mean, I think it just comes down to, unfortunately for them, they're doing great in a year where Liverpool and City just I guess so. Just doing but they, incredible. But they also did great in the year that Leicester City won, mm-hmm. and the league was very winnable that year. Yeah, but so that's, that's Tottenham. I'm giving Tottenham credit for doing very well. Um they played very well at Barcelona this week, and they played very well last year. Yes, good week for Spurs. Especially with uh, a lot of fixtures that we've just mm-hmm. had. But the next game was West Ham 3, Crystal Palace 2. This one was uh, a little bit wacky. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a good way to put it. Wacky to say the least. Uh, the game started off with a James McAr- McArthur goal. McArthur. And uh, it was so sloppy. It was disgusting. He scores a little tap-in. And then... Yes, it was. Uh, you know, West Ham kind of ran away with it from that The point. second half. West Ham in the second half went absolutely crazy. Second Ham West Ham? Yes. <laughs> the worst Ham. London Second Ham West Ham. Yes, uh-huh. I like it. It's like a crap arsenal yes, from the they, second They half. went crazy. And uh, Felipe Anderson has been playing some FIFA. Because that was Anderson, a time yes. finesse shot if I've ever seen one. And uh, Snodgrass had one yes. of the same, too. Yes, he did. And then Chicharito, the tap-in yes. maestro. And the, the nice little bow. I enjoyed the bow. I've always been a Chicharito guy. Speaking of which, we didn't say it. Tottenham, you owe your thanks to the man, yeah. the myth, <laughs> the legend, Chucky 
Lozano. Yeah. Uh, I know a, a you're throwback, a big Chucky fan. A throwback from the summer. You, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> when you accurately predicted that he was going to score against Germany. Yes. And then Germany were going to lose to Mexico. That was that was one of the better things you've ever done on this show, Jimmy. <laughs> I have to say. Um, but yeah, Shishirito gets on the score sheet. Felipe Anderson gets on the score sheet. And then Crystal Palace score a late one to make it 3-2 off Jeffrey yeah. Schlupp. A really... It was it was a West Ham game. <laughs> yes, it was. It was it was wacky, like you said. <laughs> wacky is the best word for this one. Felipe Anderson, Jimmy, uh, one of the signings of the season, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. There's only one person keeping him Thank away you. from being. That was my be- question. Well, there's two. I would say there's two signings that have been better. Lucas Torreira. That's and... an obvious one, and uh, pains me to say. Allison Becker. Yes, that's true. Proving just because of how important he is. Whereas I don't think I think Terea has been more impressive. I think, I he's think been more important the importance to of having a actually great goalkeeper mm-hmm. at Liverpool has been the reason that they are now top of the table, which we will get to. Allison actually saved them from. He uh, did. He did in the Champions League. Out. He did. Uh, it was right at him, but great mm-hmm. save. Next game, Jimmy Manchester United four, Fulham one. Yeah. This, okay, this one, I got something to say about this. One, Kamara for Fulham is a tank. Kamara. He is a big, big boy. I had to say that because I was watching going, wow, that guy's massive. He's a brick shit house. Yes, he is. <laughs> Literally, like, I wouldn't want to mess with him. No. And he goes down very soft for such a big guy because mm-hmm. he's the guy, if you remember, who did that horrible dive earlier in the year. Um, but in this game, talking about dives, that may be one of the worst red cards I've ever seen for I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. Aungisa? I don't know. I'm not even going to try either. You did well enough. uh, Marcus Rashford was the one who fouled him. Mm -hmm. And they got tangled up in a very odd way. It should have been a yellow on Rashford. And he ends up getting the red for it and uh, just baffling. I mean, at that point, it was Mm -hmm. 2-1. Actually, excuse me. It was 3-1 at that point. So they were kind of already out of it. But that sealed it and ended it completely from there. And Rashford ended up scoring later. To assist as well for Rashford. Goal. Yeah, he. Uh, we know I'm not usually the biggest Marcus Rashford fan, just because I think he's he's just like shoot, shoot, shoot every single time he has a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lately, we've been seeing a lot of assists from him the last couple games. I think he's kind of coming into his own, which I think coincides with getting actually a, a solid run out, which under Jose Mourinho has not been easy for really anyone as a team constantly is switching up who's playing. Yeah, and another uh, missed game for Paul Pogba. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is this is a storyline that's going under the radar, in my opinion. I think people are getting numb to the fact that one of the biggest signings in world history is not playing anymore for Manchester mm-hmm. United. And it's uh, uh, it's like another player. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> it's, it's, Alexis Sanchez. Uh, it, yep. Maybe not a, the biggest transfer, but very they large salary. Team. Uh, yeah. It's kind of granted. Kinda Alexis shocking. is hurt, but even when he wasn't, he didn't play. Exactly. That's uh, a, it, it's it's kind of weird, but I mean. So where's Paul Pogba go after this? Barcelona. Do you think that's his next? Spot? I think he'll be in Barcelona next summer. I feel I like he's he a Real Madrid guy. Well, no, I feel but like he's Pogba's been linked with ugh. Barcelona multiple times now, and I actually think not to get hung up on it, but when I watch Barcelona, I think they actually need something in the midfield. Whereas mm-hmm. I look at Real Madrid's midfield, and I as much as. Kroos is maybe in and out of it a little bit lately. Yeah. I, I, I Modric and Kroos midfield with Casemiro is pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah. So I don't think there's I don't think it makes sense for him to go there. Whereas I think he could easily replace Rakitic or Vidal or another one of those players out of there. So. All right. Uh, next game, Cardiff one, 
Southampton zero. And oh my God, Jimmy, this game went exactly as you would have expected it to go. That's, that's my side for this it's, game. It's literally just like it should have been zero zero, but Southampton made a horrible mistake. That is a <laughs> that is a goal where if I'm playing a backyard, we're playing here. Oh, and I'm, someone makes yes. that mistake. You lose your shit. Yes. You lose your shit. Literally, there to be a professional player in the Premier League and pass and the ball. Pass the ball two feet when you're trying to pass it back to your goal is absolutely he embarrassing. Southampton deserves to get relegated on that play alone. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's calling for Southampton's relegation <laughs> midseason. I just that that play made me so mad. And uh Callum Patterson. Yes, who's made with a stash. That's what I wanted to mention. His <laughs> mustache and the celebrations that he does are just incredible. He Incredibly bad. He looks like a robber baron. That's all I can think of when I see him. He needs to be like, he should be hanging out with JP Morgan and running Ooh. a railroad. Running a railroad. <laughs> like, oh that is goodness. what he is. He is like a pure industrial revolution <laughs> man, if I've ever seen one. He should be painted in black and white. Yes, exactly. If we didn't get such a great picture of you in this uh, penguin hat, maybe that could have been our picture <laughs> for the episode. Callum Patterson in black and white. Uh, next game at the Turf Moor, Burnley won. Brighton and Hove Albion, zero. No, told you. It, I we t- I told you from the beginning. No, Glenn, no problems. No, Glenn, there was no, no party, Glenn for Brighton. Mean. No problems for Burnley. Yeah, uh, and Burnley literally score one type of goal, and it's just scrappy deflection, header. It's just disgusting, and that's how Tarkowski scored this game uh, on the 40th minute, off of kind of a scramble in the box. He gets one. And just blast it into the back of the net. The one thing I do have to say from this game, maybe my biggest takeaway, this was like the battle of who has the worst jerseys in the league. Because those those Burnley jerseys, first of all, disgusting. They always have been. Mm-hmm. And I hate the yellow Brighton jerseys. I don't mind those. I, I like them. You, I, I hate them. I, I, I don't I'm, know why. I'm partial like to uh, Brighton, though. So I, I like, like Brighton, too. And that's why it makes me mad to watch them wear those jerseys. All right, Jimmy. Next game on the docket. Arsenal won, Huddersfield nil. Uh, I think we found very, Eddie's bike. Very, yeah. <laughs> and Lucas Torreya <laughs> stole it. Lucas Torreya gets, uh, I believe, an 83rd minute bicycle kick to seal the win for the Gunners in an otherwise uh, very scrappy game, a very uh, bad game for Arsenal in terms of missed chances from Lacazette, Aubameyang. They both missed sitters in the first half. But very well done from Arsenal to continue to fight and get that goal. Mm-hmm. I am, however, upset that we're still missing these tap-ins. I, would, I understand that, and I would be as well. But what I would say is these are the games that Arsenal for the last couple of years have drawn mm-hmm. and haven't got – or lost even. And to get the result – Very big. It's big. This is a new Arsenal. They are really taking those steps, continue the unbeaten run. To Keep 21 now. And then after we... F- Actually, it's probably going to end tomorrow when we face Quarabag. Quarabag's going to fucking take us down, <laughs> Is that man. the only team in the Europa League? <laughs> That's the only team time. that I'm scared of. Uh, not much to take away from this game. Another strong performance from Lucas Torreya. Uh, I've never loved a man like that, Jimmy. I don't know if a player has ever made me feel the way Lucas Torreya does. He is just so amazing, so integral to Arsenal. So thank you for coming. You are the signing of the season. You are the light of my life, and I love you dearly. I would say this, and I mean this the 
the most positive, kind way ever. He is a dog. He is. He's a he's scrappy a little lunch pail guy. Dog. <laughs> and he fights and he bites, and I, I, I love it. I, I'm a big fan of his too. He I am is uh, the best. He would have been the perfect person to back up Fernandinho. So back up Fernandinho, sad. please. Makes me a little Fernandinho sad. Fernandinho couldn't sign it, shine his shoes. <laughs> Jimmy. Makes me a little sad to see him go for so cheap too. Oh, what I a know. steal! Unai Emery, the mastermind, noticed it. Um, <laughs> I did take a look ahead to Arsenal's. Coming up uh, fixtures, Jimmy. And mm-hmm. something that did worry me, aside from Liverpool on the horizon, was Brighton at home. Ooh. And I will say... Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> I will say, if I had to predict when the unbeaten run is going to end, that's my spot, is Brighton at home. And I'm going to be very upset. Oh, yeah, heartbroken. Heartbroken. When Glenn Murray scores a 90 A lover's quarrel. <laughs> but next game, Jimmy. Bournemouth nil. Liverpool for a thrashing, an ugly, ugly, ugly game from Bournemouth, who is yes. most of the time very delightful to watch. They, I mean, they Liverpool. First of all, Liverpool kicked their ass. Let's mm-hmm. be frank about it. But Brighton didn't have any help. Salah offsides on the first goal, quite clearly. Mm-hmm. And, a spill from Begovic yes. too, by the way. Yep. Horrible spill. And also a PK should have been called. Allison completely clips Josh King. No call. Could have at least give Borman a shot, but in the end, Liverpool smoked him. Mo Salah got his hat back. trick. Huh? Um, Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't say quite. <laughs> I don't know if he ever left. I think we got so accustomed to the high standards of Mo Salah scoring literally everything that came off his foot last year. He's had a very good season so far. He has. He's but he's come back down to earth. He's come back down a, to earth. This yes. was a little vintage Mo Salah game. A little. It was. And he scored. He scored the goal in the Champions League as well. So mm-hmm. quite a good goal too. What he did to uh, Koulibaly, who I would say, as we've talked about, one of the best defenders in the world. Mm-hmm. Quite impressive. So. But Jimmy, perhaps the most interesting part of this game was that the three points that Liverpool took brought them to the top of the table before it, Manchester City played. It did. At 42 points, and Manchester City were at 41. And everyone said, not for long. Manchester City, Chelsea. Chelsea, two. Manchester City, zero, Jimmy. Tell us what happened. Tell us the tale of the tape. I, I did say that this game worried me for a long time. And I said, Chelsea, having lost the previous game, made them more dangerous. Because they were probably looking ahead. And they were looking ahead. And I, I have weird feelings on this game. Because for the first, I'd say, 43 minutes of this game, City completely played Chelsea off the field. Mm-hmm. It wasn't close. It, 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 and yet City struggled to put the ball in the net. They couldn't do it. Um, Leroy Sané. Sané, Sterling, Sané. Bernardo, all chances for all three. Jesus didn't, didn't play the first half came in and didn't really do anything. I'm not a big fan and of Jesus at all. This is was going to be my main point and why I brought Jesus up is, and I like him as a player, and he actually offers a lot off the ball and a lot makes great runs, mm-hmm. and his build-up play is good. But City without Aguero and without De Bruyne do not have that person who, and I think they have one because I think Sterling has been this player in the past, and I think it's just him because I don't think really Sané's done this. Is that player who can get you that big, big goal? So they have a team of great players, and I think your only two players they have that can do that now is Sterling and Silva. 
with because Aguero and De Bruyne are the other two who mm-hmm. get those big, big goals. Sane scores excellent, amazing, incredible goals to watch, but he necessarily hasn't had like that big, big moment, <coughs> that super big moment. He's had some great moments, but not like Aguero has had, obviously, yes. and not like De Bruyne has had. And uh, both of them are training again, so they should be playing soon. But you saw the limitations and maybe a need for some going forward, maybe where City will need to improve is getting a better second striker. And I'm not giving up on Jesus. I believe he's 21 years old. Yeah. Let's not give up on him. But he has not looked clinical. He so does your solution so- is to put more money into the team <laughs> and buy the solution. league. That is not my That's solution. That's not my solution. from Jimmy Foco. Because I still think they were a far better team. I thought City were better. I thought Chelsea came along in the second half mm. and played well. But I thought City were the better team and just got kind of got unlucky, I think, in the end. That's the thing is I do feel like they got unlucky. Great goal from N'Golo Conte. Again, unlucky because that was passed from Hazard. was not meant for him. It was meant for Pedro. And Conte, excellent finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David Luiz with an impressive header. Very nice set piece. You could see him and Rudiger doing a lot of movement around, both kind of making the same exact type of run. And it worked perfectly. And congratulations to Chelsea. Congrats to Liverpool now for taking first. Um, I'm hoping this is a poke the bear moment. And yeah. City now fire it up. But injuries are piling up. David Silva hurt in this one. will be out a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Mendy's still out for weeks. Aguero and De Bruyne may be back this weekend, but it's not guaranteed. Um, just starting to see the injuries yeah. pile up. Phil Foden played today in the Champions League. Looked actually amazing he looked like the player that he's hyped up so much to be which as much as i hope that he is sometimes i've seen him play i haven't necessarily seen the complete flashes you see little sparks but today he literally looked like just it was like watching david silva out there or someone else like Mm -hmm. it was perfectly transitioned in and did not look out of place which is very impressive for a player's age so he, you may see him playing this weekend. He may start this weekend. So that's where City are at with injuries. Yeah. So I know a lot of people want to say they have all this depth and everything. But as I've said from the beginning, there is midfield help that is needed. I would say more defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not sold on Ilkay Gundogan. I've never been the biggest fan. He is a very good player. But he's nowhere near the level of player that Silver and De Bruyne He's are. your Henrik Mkhitaryan, I think. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> A he is, he's a better player than Mkhitaryan, but in the city... But he's... Light, yeah, he it's like odd. He's just kind of an odd player. But do you disagree with what I said? I mean... Uh, as far as Chelsea not being the better team here, obviously first half was dominated by Manchester City. But I think second half, Chelsea had the upper hand. And um, they, I They definitely question, grew into the game. Yes, I question Manchester City's ability to come from behind. I know that they came from behind today. Uh, they were playing a lesser team, obviously, in, what was it, Hoffenheim. Leon, Hoffenheim. But I think being the team that they are, winning games so easily sometimes and just being ahead, I think they were down only 12 minutes in the entire league before mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that has uh, a toll on their mentality. Uh, like, hey, we just got scored on, now what? I don't necessarily believe that's the case. I think Chelsea just... Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Chelsea are a defensive you. team, and I think their strength matched up well against City's um, quick passing and just kind of little guy movements. Mm-hmm. I think the strength of Chelsea offset that today. Here's what I'll say a couple other takeaways with that. One, 
Um, I can see your point about them maybe struggling to come back. I don't think I'm not going to pass judgment and say that's the case yet, Mm -hmm. but there is definitely a difference of if you're so used to dominating so easily, it it could be challenging. I think the timing of the goal might've been the worst part Mm -hmm. being right before half half, and that half that was so dominant by city. And now you go into half losing, Mm -hmm. you could see heads dropping. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just logical. I mean, they looked You'd shell-shocked frustrated. after that Yeah, goal. they were frustrated. Um, and then they came out the second half and didn't look great, which probably was more frustrating. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm not willing to say that they won't be able to come from behind. I think we'll we'll see how they, you know, develop with that. One thing I do want to say is I was very critical of Chelsea's defense. And I think at first I thought I was going to be justified because I do think that City took advantage of of the side with Alonso pretty well. I thought they had a lot. They created a lot of chances in the yes, first half did. going by them. But as a Paqueta, oh no matter God. where he plays, he's a rock. He shut down Sané in the first half. And then I think it was almost like City made the move to swap the wingers on the sides. And he didn't shut Sterling down to the same effect he did Sané. But Sterling's a better player than Sané. And he held him in check. There was maybe one or two moments where Sterling got the upper hand on him. But he was still, and if he did, he recovered. That was the thing is he was able to recover, which you don't see anyone do against Sterling and Sané because of how fast they usually are. Usually once they get a step on you, get a move on you, you you're gone. But he was the smarts, the, and they, they talked about it in the game, the ability to have the spatial awareness to know how much space you can give so mm-hmm. that you don't get beat for pace, but you're close enough that they can't do a move around you. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so impressive. Uh, was very impressed with him. Very impressed with Chelsea all around. Um, big point for them. Disappointed in City. I'm not giving up faith in this season. Yeah, I mean, you, you've lost one game. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm not worried. But I would say uh, more annoyed <laughs> that losing one match has dropped City out of first. is somewhat annoying. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to linger on good this Liverpool anymore. Have been. Yeah. Uh, you oh. seem to taking it well. Yeah, I do have one thing I have to talk about. This has been the big story that's come out of this game. The biggest takeaway from this game has been about the racial abuse Yes. at Raheem Sterling. And we try very hard on this show to keep it funny, keep it light, mm-hmm. and to not get into major issues. One, because I don't think either one of us is well-educated or versed on the subject to make a stance. Correct. And also, there's... From our end, there's really no good at being, you know, giving our personal opinion on things because people may not agree with them. Mm -hmm. And this is not a show about our political stance, our stance on anything. But what was said and done against him, what continues to be done against Raheem Sterling in the media for years now is quite frankly disgusting, very annoying for a guy who has done nothing wrong his entire career. There is not one bad story about him. It, there's, you know what I mean? When you actually yeah. dig into it, there's no nothing. This doesn't seem to be a bad bone in this guy's body. He's donated <laughs> so much money. He's done everything he can. He's never done anything wrong. And yet he gets just shit about him written every day. No matter what he does, goes to lunch. He goes to breakfast. <laughs> there was a story about him going to breakfast. His car's dirty. Oh, he bought his mom. Like, the, it's just annoying. It really We've bothers me. We've talked about me. this before, yes. too. It bothers me. The fact that, and I think he is right in calling out saying that there's racial undertones to it. I think there is. I saw this during the game, the person yelling at him, and it made me mad. And I didn't know it was <laughs> racial then. It just made me mad seeing, like, 
because I always can't stand fans who yell at players, like get in their I mean, face. That's like kind of typical. It though. is typical, and it's not just typical of. Uh, the Premier League soccer or yeah, soccer it's in general. It's any sport really. Mm-hmm. And when a player gets there and I just never understood it. I don't yeah, I don't no. I don't get it. So it doesn't resonate with me. But it made me very mad. Uh I'm glad that Chelsea took action against those uh, supposed fans. Yes. If you want to call them fans. Um just disgusting behavior. Really annoyed me. I had to say that. So yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no place for that in uh anywhere in the world, quite frankly. I think a good piece on this uh we retweeted it a few days ago was robbie earl from yes NBC. yes that he was spoke powerful. very very powerfully eloquently on the subject so i think that's a good place to yeah. go if you yeah. want to please check that more. out he he puts it a lot better than i ever yes. could so please check that out uh but sunday we only had one game jimmy and that was newcastle one wolves two any major takeaways from this game jimmy we um, had a, a yosi perez goal we yes. had a diego jota goal i have one takeaway we should have put this in our american segment before Womp, womp, womp for DeAndre Yedlin. Red card. Yeah. An embarrassing red card. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're DeAndre Yedlin. The one thing you have is pace. Maybe you don't have to hold a guy's shirt. Maybe just run really fast, try to catch him. Mm-hmm. Um, stupid red card. He was also kind of at fault for the first goal. Um, seemed to be a little confusion between him and the French center back whose name I'm going to Le... try to say Lascelles. Yeah, Lascelles. So, um, but La Castle Lascelles. I don't think it's La Castle. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, a little argument there between them of who should have been marking him. So not a good game for DeAndre Yedlin. But in two teams I like, I would have loved to see the draw, get points for both. But Wolves, uh, Wolves are coming on again. They're starting to pick it back up. Yeah, you know who's also picked it up? Salman Rondon. Yeah, that, he smacked yes. one off the post and then the made the kick. assist. And yeah. then he kind of—it was kind of like a shot. It was—he was trying to curl it, and it was still so powerful, mm-hmm. just went right off Perez's head and in. Um, but yeah, Wolves late winner, exciting game. Matt Doherty again. Yes. Guy can't stop scoring. <laughs> uh, and then Monday we actually had a very very good game, an odd game to say the least, uh, at Goodison Park. Everton two, Watford two. Jimmy, this game was out of control for a short period of time. <laughs> uh, Richarlison scores early, celebrates against his own club, yes. his old club, and uh, no mercy from Richarlison, no loyalty. I loved it. Uh, I mean, it's not like he was there that long. Yeah, I know, but still, like, yeah, he he doesn't understand the rules apparently, <laughs> or he doesn't abide by them at the very least. And then we had uh, moments of madness, to say the least, Jimmy. Watford scored two instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in the span of two minutes during the second half. So 2-1 Watford. And then Everton is given a very soft PK. Gilfie Sigurdsson steps up and misses Your it. man, the Icelandic warrior. And this all happened in three minutes. It was it's just such an insane period of the game, something that you don't usually see unless you're an Arsenal fan <laughs> uh, and you're on the losing end. But then after that, it was 1-2 to Watford. 90th minute, plus six. Lucas Digne, of all people, Jimmy, steps up and he curls one in Curla. to salvage a point at Goodison. What an effort from Lucas Digne, taking it off um, Gilfie's foot, the free kick yes. master. What a goal. And is it Digne or is it Dean? Uh, they say Dean on TV, right? but I think it's Digne. Yeah, whatever. I think that's more French. Well, I don't know. They always, like... I, I'm not going to get into they, the French Lucas Dean. Movie. I don't know. I mean, that's not French. Come on. Because <laughs> well, you're saying it like Dean. Well, <laughs> like that's how D-E-N. they say it. D-E-A-N. No, Dean. Like, mm. I don't know. I think you dropped the E in French. That's why. But I don't know. 
but Listen, Jimmy. Either way, if you know, let us know. Lucas, tell us how you pronounce French your name. Our French is very good because our friend uh, Ryan G had to correct us yes. multiple times, and his last name is French. But Jimmy, we did very poorly on our predictions. Yeah, we didn't we get did. one single we game st- correct we as far stunk. as score. Uh, I'm not sure how we did as far as just getting the team who won or tied correctly. But Jimmy, let's get into the games. Let's yes. get into the predictions. Saturday, December 15th. We start off, Jimmy, with your boys, yeah, Manchester early. City, at 7.30 at home at the Etihad versus Everton. Well, first of all, don't they know it's my day off on Saturday? <laughs> Why are you going to make me get up that early? Are you going to wake up oh, or are you going to record? I'll wake up. Yeah, I wake up when they play. Because mm-hmm. then if I, cause if I try to watch the other matches like and have it recorded, they ruin it. So. Yep. Um, but Everton are a thorn in City's side quite often. Not happy to play them after the Chelsea game. Um, but and with the injuries piling up, this could be a trap game. But I will still go City four one. Four one. Oh, could be a trap game four one. What a scoreline after a game that you just kind of said that you were scared about. I, I, go, hey, you gotta go with what your heart says. Heart says four one. I'll go three uh, one City. They're at home. I'll give them three. Uh, next game at ten a.m. on NBC Sports Gold Crystal Palace at home versus Leicester City. What's your score? 2-0 Leicester City. Hmm. I'll go 1-1 here. I think Palace will get a point at home. They need a point very badly. Uh, Next game, Huddersfield at home versus Newcastle. 2-0 Newcastle. Hmm. 2-1 Huddersfield. Ooh. Yeah, I I got Huddersfield here. Mm. I've been liking Huddersfield lately. Um, Next game, Tottenham Hotspur at 10 a.m. on NBC Sports Network versus Burnley. Uh, I'd say stay in the flames with Tottenham. I'm going to go 3-1 Tottenham. Hmm. But Joe Hart plays for Burnley, Jimmy. He does. Four. making fun of my friend Joe Hart Four 4-0 Tottenham. 4-0 Tottenham. Sorry, Joe Hart. Uh, Watford versus Cardiff. I'm going to go 2-0 Watford. Yeah, I'll go 2-0 too. I think that's a fair score. Uh, Wolves Bournemouth. I like. I want to watch this one. This is on NBC Sports Gold at 10 This is this is the one that I was thinking when I said I can't not watch the City game because then I'll miss this mm-hmm. one. I'm going to go with a two-one Bournemouth win. Wow, I think that that's a good score. I don't want to copy you for two games. <laughs> uh, I'll go two to two. I think this will be a tie because Wolves are at home. I don't think they'll lose two-two. This is a game that I like at 12.30. Fulham versus West Ham. Fulham are at home. I am, again, I'm sticking with a team I've been kind of, you know, riding for lately. West Ham. I am going to go 3-2 West Ham. That's the exact score that I was going to just say. I'm pissed. You can say it. It's fine. (laughs) You can say it. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-2 West Ham. I think there's going to be goals in this game because neither team likes to defend. 3-2 West Ham win again 3-2. Ooh. Sunday, Jimmy. Do you know what I'm looking at? Brighton versus Chelsea. Yes. Brighton are at home. The Amex. What's your score? Chelsea two to one. And eh. Brighton two. Chelsea one. Oh, it's reverse, reverse. Yes. I mean they don't lose at home. I'm sorry. Next game, Southampton at home versus the Arsenal. I am going to go four nil Arsenal. How many? What's the record for goals scored in the game? 
I want to know what the record it, it is. It ain't gonna matter. Arsenal ain't gonna get it the way they missed happen. Uh, That's not gonna happen. Four to one Arsenal. An easy four one. Southampton, we're gonna fucking spank you. All right, here's the big one. It couldn't have been scripted any better. It's perfect. After becoming the first place team, Liverpool arguably play their biggest rival. There's no argument. This is their biggest rival. Sorry, Liverpool. Everton. Yeah, <laughs> Liverpool at 11 a.m. versus Manchester United at Anfield. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what this game strikes me as. This is this is a Jose Mourinho fuck you moment. That's what this game is. If I've ever seen one, because regardless of what you think of that man. When his back is against the wall, he usually does pull out some magic. He is a man who would rather see others fail than yes, see himself win. Exactly. And I, exactly how I feel. And I think he's going to do it. I am going to go 3-2, to two, Man United. <laughs> oh, no. At Anfield. At Anfield. After becoming top yes, of the table. And I have... Lukaku, oh, Lukaku no. with a brace. Good God! An ever a former Evertonian doing it mm. to Liverpool just to make it even sweeter. And this is not my Liverpool. Hate. I genuinely feel like this is Jose doing a Jose thing and getting this win. I mean, that would be the most Jose thing that could ever happen to go to Liverpool and win this game. I don't see it happening at Anfield. I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Liverpool have proved me wrong so many times I have to start (laughs) picking them. Uh, 2-1 Liverpool. I think that they're going to stay top of the table this week, Jimmy. I I do have to say. City are facing an uphill battle now. um, Yeah, I I think it's important for City to get a win now, I will say, this week, too, is to keep the pressure on. Now it's swapped. It's been all season. Liverpool need to keep the pressure on City Mm -hmm. because City with a win will jump Liverpool. So then, you know, Liverpool... Put a little pressure on him. Gotta get I'm just win. glad we're going to have a title race this year. Even if Arsenal aren't involved, I'm very happy that I would have been fine be without a title race. Yeah, I know you would have been. <laughs> I would be too if Arsenal was uh, up at the top of the table. But Jimmy, anything else to add or just the plugs? Um, well, I we did get. I got a question. Oh, we got a, at me we got a question. Twitter, which was um, said question for Jimmy from our friend Gavin, the man who. Yeah, thank you so scores. much to Gavin, too, for always doing our scores. A great friend of ours. And he says, would I swap Aguero, Sané, and Sterling for Salah, Mane, and Firmino? No. Michael, do you want to answer that for me? Uh, I think that's a clear no from Jimmy. That's a hell to the no. And I think uh, I'd say no, too. I'll tell you this, though. I respect the hell out of those three. Mm-hmm. But... Because I think there are people who would take that from three over cities. Liverpool fans. Liverpool fans, yeah, of course, yeah. But, generally speaking, Aguero is better than Firmino. I agree. I will say, if you want to say Mohamed Salah is the next best one there, you can say that. I think I'd take Raz this year. I would take Sterling still. This year, And then you Raz. could take Mane over Sané. You could argue that. I think that kind I of I think that's what I, I would Yeah, I think that. you can make that argument. You can make that argument. But you can't make the argument for Firmino. And I would, like I said, I'd take Sterling over Salah. So, right now, Sterling over yeah. Salah. So, yes. I, I, for me, I believe me, either way, those are the best two attacks in the mm-hmm. league. Maybe the best attacks in Europe. Like the best front threes. Because yeah. I, I look at, I mean, the question comes Barcelona. You look at them and say, Messi, Suarez, Dembele. But Dembele doesn't really always play. Yeah. And Dembele also doesn't like to show up to work. He'll <laughs> show up to Arsenal training yeah. when he signs. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. That's the last thing we'll talk about. 
is why would you want a player who clearly doesn't care about his part of his job? He doesn't care about showing up. I just don't know how you want that. I understand he's excellent, but I you keep saying this. You've said this to me off the podcast, on the podcast. Is it just talent outweighs it? Talent outweighs it. You could be if you can be that good, show up to training late and score the goals that he scored for Barcelona week in, week out. The goal he scored against Tottenham yesterday was like it looked like the easiest thing he's ever well, done. That was that was a uh, fake Kyle Walker being very bad. <laughs> I mean, he is just an exceptional young player, and I think if he had guys around him that he wanted to play with, like Aubameyang, but he's obviously yeah, a very good friend. But I mean, how? I think he'll he'll play. He's he said for so long, you know, this is my dream to go to Barcelona. If you're not showing up for work at Barcelona, why the hell are you showing up for work at Arsenal? I, just I don't know. Find maybe, that hard to believe. maybe he's. I'm sure he's a little bit of a head case. It's like maybe he found out that the people on the team don't like him, and uh, maybe. now that he's not the favorite person, he's like, "Well, I'm not going to show up to training. I'm just going to show and up." And there has I been want. a little bit reports about him. Maybe not. The language has been difficult for him to pick up. Yeah, he knows English, um, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I would say there's a higher chance, probably. And this is, and this may be speaking online, but mm-hmm. in general, French people, a lot of them do know English. Or at least they're somewhat familiar Arsenal. with it, probably more than Arsenal. they are with Spanish. Arsenal. I don't think it'll be Arsenal. I think, I if, think he comes to if he Premier goes League, to Premier League, it will be maybe the red, the other Reds, the no. United kind. No, no, no. Be, um, but we'll see. Either way, he's got too many friends at Arsenal, Jimmy. We'll see. He does. Uh, hit him with the plugs. Yes. So remember to please follow us at Soccer Mostly on Twitter and Instagram, so you can see my beautiful penguin hat. You can email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com, which is now set up on my phone and maybe Michael's phone so we can see those emails right away to get back to you. Um, And please, as I say every show, and it even says at the beginning of the show, please leave five-star reviews. They really help. We want to grow the show. We're moving into 2019. 2019, the year of Mostly Soccer. That's right, baby. That's That's what the Chinese calendar says. It is jumped from whatever it is, year of the dragon, rooster, whatever it is. It's now year of mostly soccer. So please leave us those reviews. Help make it happen. And thank and, you. Yeah, enjoy the weekend. We'll Got some good you. games. We will see you next Tuesday. We will, and we may possibly have two episodes next week. Ooh, okay. Maybe do a little Christmas special. Ooh, fair enough. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.